Hey everybody, before we get into today's show, I want to tell you guys about Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. When I thought about starting the state of Southeastern, I thought, is anyone going to care? Is anyone going to read the website? Is anyone going to listen to the podcast? You know what I didn't wonder? Where I would record that podcast. I always knew Anchor was the place for me. And that is because Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They've got a ton of tools within the app that can make your podcast sound really cool. A bunch of stuff that I don't know how to do. They've already got it handled. Okay? So, if you have any interest in starting a podcast, Anchor is the place for you. And guess what? It's as easy as going to anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get into today's show. What's going on, everybody? The State of Southeastern Volleyball Season Recap Show. What a year it was. Huh? 25 and 8, 14 and 0 at home, and for the first time ever, Southland Conference Tournament Champions. On today's show, we'll, uh, We'll recap the season. We'll uh, give out our volleyball awards, which is just me going through the stats and saying who had the most of different stats. It's a very, uh, it's a very, very uh, selective process. Very selective process. Uh, we'll also talk with the head coach. Of the Southeastern Lady Lions, Jeremy White. Big news with Coach White. You're not going to want to miss that. First ever recurring guest on the show. He was the first ever guest on the show. He's the first ever recurring guest. I mean, the hits just keep coming. The awards keep rolling in for Coach White. And then uh, to wrap up the show, because, uh, you know, there's nothing else going on. We'll talk about the Saints, because that was hilarious. Then losing to the Bucks, just just bad. Uh, anyway, if you're wondering where the football show is, uh, that's on Friday. Football season recap on Friday, volleyball season recap on Tuesday, and then we go from there into basketball. So, with that, thanks for hanging out with us. Let's get into the show. This is the state of Southeastern. All right, so, volleyball season recap show. The Lady Lions go 25-8, and eight, as we already said in the intro. It's the most wins in a single season since 1996. It's the most wins since we joined the Southland in 1997. Basically, us joining the Southland um, meant uh, becoming just not very good. Because uh, we actually were pretty good uh, up until joining the South. We went 28 and 13 and 95, 28 and 6. Still the best winning percentage in uh, Southeastern history in uh, 1997. And from there, we went 28 and 6, right? We immediately went on a streak of 1, 2, 3, 4 consecutive losing seasons. 
immediately after that. Anyway, um, but the important thing is we're back. We're back. And here we go, right? NCAA tournament appearance for the first time ever. We go up against Minnesota. We lose three sets to none, but, you know, let's take a look at just how we did because we had probably the best performance of any mid-major in the country. We lose 25-21, 25-18, and then 25-14 in set three. Uh, We got within two points in the first set and and before, before falling in that first set and then, you know, losing sets two and three. Individually... Kaylin Newsom leads the way again. That's not shocking. You know, it's just um, 13 kills for Kaylin. And she leads the way in points with 13, followed by Carly Wilkerson with 7, and Cicely Hidalgo with 6. It wasn't about going there and winning. It would have been nice. But look, uh, you know, it's about setting the foundation, right? And we'll lose, uh, we'll lose one, two, three, four, five seniors off this year's team. We'll get into that uh, in a second. But before we do, it's time. For this year's Volleyball Awards. The first ever awards given out by the state of Southeastern. Again, very prestigious awards. We spend so much time on these. You know, crunching the numbers. Pulling up the stats and literally just handing out whoever leads every statistical category. I expect these on resumes. Let's get into it. The award for most sets played goes to two Lady Lions. And guess what? They're both going to be back next year. Ansley Tullis and Gracie Duplachane. Duplachin? Duplachane? I need to do more research on how to pronounce our own players' names. I think it's Duplachane. Nonetheless, 118 for both of them. They tie for our first award. (laughs) Moving on. The award for most points goes to, by over 100, Kaylin Newsom with 515 and a half. Kaylin Newsom, big supporter of the state of Southeastern. I don't know if she listens to the show, but she she likes our Instagram posts. She likes us on Twitter, follows us on Twitter. We appreciate Kaylin Newsom, and she'll be back. Also uh, wins points per set. Now, moving into kills. 467, Kaylin Newsom wins that award as well, followed by uh, Cicely Hidalgo and Carly Wilkerson, and then Crispin Adams, and then Hannah Brewer. So uh, just... A lot, of, a lot of kills to replace. 
hitting percentage goes to Carly Wilkerson. 251, that leads the team. Assists by a huge margin, over twice the amount of the next closest player, Gracie Duplichain with 759. And again, my apologies to, uh, to all the volleyball people listening. I, I, don't, I don't understand a ton about volleyball, but I'm trying, and, and that's all you can do. Moving into defensive statistics, the most digs this year goes to Ansley Tullis. 468, good for 3.97%. Again, I don't understand a ton of these volleyball statistics. Okay, Hannah Brewer. She wins uh, the Block Party of the Year Award. It's our first award that has a name. Hannah Brewer, just a sophomore from Benton, Arkansas. Most blocks, 108. Hannah Brewer gets that award. Okay. That's all our awards this year. Oh my gosh, there was there's there's a there's a there's just a uh, a leaders page right here that I just completely didn't even see. That's 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 me going the extra mile, guys. Is that I went and you know I I clicked on everything. I'm I put it into categories. I went through everything there was already it was already done for me because that's what the job of a sports information director is. All right, so our winners, Kaylin Newsom, Ansley Tullis, Gracie Duplichane, Hannah Brewer, and that's everybody. Oh, Carly Wilkerson. Congratulations, our first ever award winners here on the State of Southeastern. One more round of applause for them. Wow! But seriously, though, from the... Uh, just, just from an alum standpoint, um, I'm so happy for Southeastern Volleyball... If there are any players listening, I don't know if, if you are, but if you, if you are, um, thank you. Thank you for creating another sport that is putting us on the map. And, you know, for a long time we were, we were not, obviously. And um, thank you for, uh, you know, giving alumni something to be proud of and the people who follow this university athletically something to be proud of it has been such a cool ride and I cannot wait I don't know if that's ever been said I don't know if there's ever been an off season for southeastern volleyball where people said we can't wait for next year but it's the truth before we get into our interview with coach Jeremy White it's time for senior day here on the state of southeastern our first senior friend of the program Crispin Adams middle hitter 
finishes her career with 464 kills in 279 sets. Been with the program all four years. So Crispin Adams, our first senior, followed by Ariana Abair from Turlings Catholic, which you could you could literally just create an entire an entire college volleyball team off of the uh, Turlings Catholic volleyball roster. Did not play this year. Appeared in 24 matches in uh, 2021. Yes, she did. Why did I say she didn't? 235 total sets played. 40 this year. I don't know why it was taking forever to load. My apologies, Ariana. It was the, the stats were taking a long time to load. I knew you played this year. Only four errors in her career. 18 kills. But importantly, as a setter. See, I know this. A ton of assists. Four years with the Lady Lions. Over a thousand of them. One thousand fifty-seven. Ariana. Ariana. Again, my apologies on the pronunciation. Ariana. Ariana. A bear. I'm gonna go with Ariana. Uh, our second senior. Moving on. Our next senior. Graduate student. Carly Wilkerson, transfer from ULM, and as you will find out in our interview with Coach Jeremy White, the first player that Coach White has had for his entire tenure at Southeastern. She finishes with over 800 kills. Over 140 digs. And man, I wish I understood more about volleyball stats over 900 points for Carly who uh one of those great ambassadors for the for the university I I go on people's Instagrams everybody who plays a sport at Southeastern Carly Wilkerson is a supporter of them that's our next senior and then moving on Jolie Hidalgo, again, Turlings Catholic, finishes her career with 276 kills, 41 assists, and 319 points to go along with 480 digs. Her sister's still on the team, so we'll still have a Hidalgo and a three-time member of the Southland Conference Commissioner's Honor Roll. Is that everyone? One, two, three. Going through it. Yes, it is. And that will conclude. Oh, wait. No, I'm so sorry. Addie Vadreen. Addie Vadreen. So sorry. Outside hitter. Again, from Lafayette. We've got Lafayette locked down. Transfer from Arkansas. Fort Smith played for three seasons at Southeastern. 256 kills. 295 points. Addie Vadrine and sports communication major. All right. You see, they didn't have sports communication when I was there. I wish they did. Would have been an easy major to pick. 
And with that, that concludes our first ever the State of Southeastern uh, Senior Day Ceremony. Before we wrap up our season recap, got to give a shout out. Kaylin Newsom, named to the AVCA All-South Region Team. Named uh, to the All-South Region Team by the American Volleyball Coaches Association. Congratulations, Kayla Newsom. And Kayla Newsom will be back. All right, so thanks for hanging out for the first ever Southeastern Volleyball Season recap here on the State of Southeastern. We're not done, though! We now go to a great interview, our final interview with him before we get to beach volleyball season. Head coach of the Southeastern Louisiana Lady Lions, head coach Jeremy White. Great interview with Coach. Let's get to it. We're now joined by Southeastern Louisiana head volleyball coach, Coach Jeremy White, first ever recurring guest. You know, we talked <laughs> talked a few weeks ago, first ever guest, first ever recurring guest. The hits just keep coming for you, Coach. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, sounds like I'm, I'm doing first on podcast this year between you guys and digging it. So, look, I'm going to have to talk to, to Eric. We're going to have a, a rivalry here of who gets you on more. Uh, but uh, season recap show, coach, you know, um, before we get into specifics, I mean, let's just talk about Minnesota. You know, it's, it, it looked like you guys just had such an awesome time. And then to go out and perform the way you did. I mean, no, I, I saw it all over Twitter. Probably the best mid-major performance in the entire nation belongs to Southeastern Louisiana uh, in, a, in a place that you guys have never been before. And uh, uh, that had to be special. Yeah, I mean, I thought our kids were, were phenomenal. We knew we wanted to come in and play in that exciting atmosphere. I mean, Big Ten Volleyball is the mecca of volleyball for uh, really – for the U.S. because we don't have a professional league that's, you know, that's rivals uh, college volleyball yet. Um, so super exciting for us. We played around 5,050. I, I think that capacity is like 5,500. So something around that as far as what we got to play in front of, that was exciting. And then uh, just the performance of our kids, I thought they came out, you know, I try to I tell people it's like, you know, really and truly like going and playing and how college volleyball is set up you know, it, the, the athleticism difference and stuff between, you know, some of the lower mid-majors versus the power five, it's, it's pretty significantly close to say um, going and playing Georgia this year as the, you know, the winner of the Southland, you know, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And there's nothing against, you know, what we've done as far as on our level, but there's just a different level of athleticism that you run into. And the fact that our kids really just didn't even look at it that way. They went and played as if it was just anybody else we'd played all year long it was pretty tremendous. I mean, it's probably the biggest block we've seen, you know, ever, you know, six foot seven middle, six foot five outside, you know, six, three setter. I mean, six, three setter. I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah. She was huge. And then, but we played so confident and so loose and so just, uh, you know, absolutely uninhibited by what they were trying to do to us. And, uh, my biggest thing is that we've made them earn it. And that's, a, you know, one of the things that uh, even Coach McCutcheon talked about was how impressive we were as far as like how we never let them uh, just have the game. They had to go get the game. So, I mean, and I, 
like you said, that is the most impressive. And that's all you can want as a mid-major when you get into these games, especially in the NCAA tournament, just trying to make the other team earn it, not making it easy on them. And with everything surrounding the game, you know, I think that there was an amount of um, awareness of what the challenge was within the program. But that being said, there was still the effort, you know, your, your, your kids never put their heads down and said, all right, well, that's it. You know, the fight was there from, from uh, the, the first set. Yeah. I think one of the things that goes that, you know, tends to put us in a better position than maybe some is that, you know, a lot of our kids have really played against those kids at that level. I and mean, we got Ansley Tallis has a open championship along with, you know, Jolie Hidalgo um, where they played with the Gatorade player of the year um, who's now playing at Illinois and, so we, we've, we've played with these kids. You know, they, we've had kids play with that. Our uh, Kayla Newsom's sister uh, plays at Iowa State. We've played at Missouri before that. So we've, they've been around these, you know, these Power 5 athletes and this Power 5 volleyball uh, across the board. And so, and our kids watch it all the time, too. Like, we have a bunch of volleyball junkies, which is, you know, not the normal case. Uh, so that that helps since our kids, having watched it, know, knowing what it's like getting out there and then realizing, oh, wait, I can handle this. I can play in this situation. They just embraced it more than they uh, feared it. So it's pretty exciting. Now, Coach, getting into the year itself, 14-0 um, and 0 at home, um, and, and I think that that is uh, across the board. When you look at a, a, a building mid-major, the first step is to win at home. Um, when did that become uh, – you know, such a confidence builder for you. Did you come into the year saying, look, we got a good enough team. We'll take care of business at home. Or at what point in the year did you think, or did you know, okay, um, we're good enough now. We're playing at home. We got a really good shot to win. Um, I mean, I think home started to seem a little bit more special this year when we, um, when we had kind of gone through that rough patch in the middle of the season, the middle of the conference, but, even when we were struggling, we had long, struggling on the road, we came back and um, we went on the, I mean, went at home. It's like, how, how is this going to happen? We go play, a, you know, bottom of the conference team and lose on the road, turn around and play, you know, Corpus and HBU back to back and, you know, you know, go four, went in four against Corpus and sweep HBU and we're like, or HCU, my bad. <laughs> so yeah, everybody, every, everybody gets a, everybody's going to get a one year grace period there with, with <laughs> HCU. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so that definitely, I think, was when we started to feel it. I know that the kids probably started to feel it a lot more at our home tournament when we went and slept the weekend, nine and up, nine and zero in sets, and and you know won the kind of the the battle of boot, the Louisiana all Louisiana tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was kind of I think when they started feeling it. But I noticed it really when we were able to come from that on the road, not playing as well as we should, to coming back home and it being a significantly different team. That uh, that was definitely. A, a turning point for me in my thought process. And then knowing that we had the conference tournament at home, that just gave us a lot more confidence. We're like, Hey, you know, even moving into even heck, even after uh, making the mistake and losing the game uh, at Lamar, I think we still felt like getting back home and getting to the conference tournament. It didn't matter because on our home court, you know, we were going to go undefeated. Yeah. And, 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 and you did and, and keep talking about that, but it's just, I don't care what level of volleyball you're at to not slip up at home and to control home the way you guys did is so impressive. Now, the way the schedule was set up um, and, 
you know, for a mid-major to not have to play many bye games, not many power five games, I think there's only two on the schedule this year, if I'm mm-hmm. correct, um, in, uh, in, in Auburn and Mississippi State. Um, what did that do for your confidence? Because you're not going into non-conference, you know, or you're not going into conference, rather, you know, three and 15 or something like that, just to be able to play other mid-majors, see where your temperature is, you know, against them, and still mm-hmm. have some confidence uh, moving into conference. Some confidence moving into conference. Yeah. Well, I mean, we you know we played those those tournaments last year that put us in a situation where we had to go against those bigger opponents. We played you know at Mississippi State. We played at Auburn. That was supposed to be at our place. And we turned around and played um, at South Dakota and New Mexico, all of which were not maybe not Power Five conference uh, places, but they were you know physical. I mean, large physical and established mid-major programs that were playing at the top, you know, top 50, top 75 kind of area. Um, and I think that gave us a little bit of confidence just having played against it, knowing we could compete against it. But then we turned around. I think we went to New York this year and played at St. John's as big and physical as they were. Um, and it, at no point in time did we ever think we were going to lose that game. Um, that, I think, was really, you know, we were like, oh, well, you know, we've got a six-four middle over there, but she doesn't mean anything to us. You know, it's like it's just another kid on the other side of the court. I think that built confidence going in. Yes, of course, you know, having that great record coming out of non-conference play definitely felt like you know you gave it, it kind of buoyed a little extra success. We felt pretty good, but we also knew going into conference that um, you know, for example, like Corpus Christi. Um, who, you know, had a really rough go in their non-conference play, um, that they were, that their record doesn't necessarily uh, mm-hmm. highlight how good they really are. And so we knew coming back in that it was going to be a different type of volleyball, that we got out and played these other teams um, that challenged us in different ways that we're going to come back into conference and really only run into maybe one team, HCU, that kind of looks a lot like what we see around the country in regards to size and how they play volleyball. Um, a lot of teams in our conference play very different styles, especially Corpus being one of them. Um, McNeese kind of starting to kind of mimic that in a sense and how they're trying to run their offense uh, coming from uh, an assistant coach that you know was at Corpus Christi. So I think those things um, kind of, you know, we knew we could ch- we could be challenged by these bigger physical opponents and, and have a lot of success. But then also, uh, yeah, the confidence, but and we knew it was going to be a whole different season kind of going into conference play. You talk about McNeese, you know, the uh, and the coaching change. Is that a, is that annoying? You know, you've been there, you know their secrets, and now they're changing them on you. Uh, I mean, it's it's just the nature of the beast. I mean, that's you. Um, you're going to see a lot of it in lower mid majors. People who want to make those step up, you know, those steps up, and so if they have some success, then they're going to bounce, kind of thing. I mean, I did it in a sense as far as the time that I spent at certain universities try to try to get here. Um, you know, but I don't know that it's annoying. I just know that this means my game plan has got to be um, instead of minor changes each year, it's got to be ready to make full on swings <laughs> uh, and what we're trying to accomplish. But I mean, we do that weekly. I mean, that's one of the things that I, I, I pride myself on. I know Coach, I mean, Gabby does as well, is that we try to put our athletes in a position each week for the teams that we're going to play uh, within what we like to do. So really kind of be able to make major adjustments uh, to the team we're playing. I feel like we do a pretty good job of that. Uh, my last question before we get into uh, this senior class uh, individually, uh, just as a whole, man, I mean, this has got to be, 
it is a special year. It's going to go down as one of the best, if not the best, in the history of Southeastern volleyball. I don't know if people are appreciating it appreciating it for what it is because it, it is special but um you know just this group as a whole we'll get into the, what the senior class means to you but they've got to mean a ton just for you personally in your volleyball life yeah I mean this is this is my absolute best team I think I've ever had and and that's not just on the athleticism standpoint it's also on the the fact that these kids um they care about each other so much, you know, it's, it's such a fun group to be around. Uh, you know, people make comments consistently about how they, you know, especially during the conference tournament, you could tell how much they cared about each other and they played for each other. And that was huge. Uh, I think that's probably the, you know, for me, it's the most important thing is that we can get to the point where we can play that much together and that we can have like, you know, raved about our bench all year long about how they, you know, kids who, you know, and sometimes it was even kids that had started and then, we're no longer starting towards the end of the year. Um, we're still hyped all the time and, and pumped for their teammates. No matter what their role was, they bought into it, worked their tail off in practice, and but they would get out in the games and you know blow my eardrums out, uh, depending on what side of the court we were on at the time. And and um, and that's huge. I think that was I'm I'm more proud of that than I am necessarily even about the the level of volleyball play. Of course, it, that part was great, but. Um, I've been with, you know, on good teams that don't like each other that much. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I felt like we were, you know, we had the best of both worlds. We were good at playing volleyball and we were great at, uh, you know, caring about each other and playing for each other. So that, I think that's what makes things special. And that's also probably a lot of times what allows us to outplay our size or lack thereof. Yeah. And there's, look, there's, there's no denying. I mean, if you, just go on social media. It's so clear to see just the genuine love that all your players had for one another. Um, now moving into the senior class uh, there, it's, it's a, there's some pieces to replace. Uh, you know, I want to start with someone who we've seen this in other sports players that just embrace Southeastern and, and Carly Wilkerson sure seems to have, you know, after transferring in from ULM uh, not just what she means to you on the court, obviously a ton of experience, uh, but what she's going to uh, what's going to be missed from her at the university, because she's done a, a great job at being really an ambassador for the program. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she's been a southeastern kid through and through since we got her here. And and I think the she's probably as, as special as this group is. Um, she's got a little bit of a difference uh, with me, I guess, because she's the kid who's the only kid who's been with me every single semester that we've been here. We brought her in in January when I first got the job. And so she's been through me, you know, through it with me every single step of the way from the very first practice when we were kind of like, oh boy, what do we get ourselves into? And um to now. And so it's and it's awesome to get to see her have the season that she's had after having gone through all the different culture change and everything else. And then even the the rough year last year, and then getting to come back for a fifth year and having this situation so I'm, I'm super proud of that kid just for sticking it out and bearing through some of the tough times so she could have the great times and uh, but then also like you said like she's embraced southeastern through and through she's a huge uh supporter of all the other sports she comes out to just about every dang game you know out of baseball games out of football games out of basketball softball whatever else and making friends across the entire athletic department and across the university as well and so i mean i don't know that you can on, on heck we'll even throw this one out there you know, she came in as a decent student, 
and uh, is now turned into like this three, four, three, five, four, oh type kid because she's just changed wholeheartedly throughout the time she's been here. And I mean, she's a phenomenal representative of what we try to do with this program. And, and, and she's a phenomenal representative of the university as well. Yeah. And there's got to be a level of, um, you know, risk that was taken, you know, coming from ULM um, to us to a program that was a true rebuild in every sense of the word, the amount of trust she had in you um, to buy in to what you what your vision was that has to mean a lot to you yeah I mean I think the the luxury of of having built a relationship through the recruiting process when she was coming out of high school a little bit when I was in northwestern Oklahoma um because I knew Waddle Dog pretty well where she played and and so I was still kind of recruiting out this direction trying to get some kids to come up and so I built that relationship so when she was in the portal looking to transfer we uh it was pretty easy you know I just wanted to get kids that I knew were going to be good people who could contribute something athletically. And that was what we were after there. And I'm like, well, what better than a kid that's from, you know, 10 minutes down the road. Absolutely. Now um, you'll still have a Hidalgo on the roster, but you'll just have one uh, Jolie uh, Hidalgo moving on. Um, great volleyball family, obviously mm -hmm. super talented. Um, just um, what you're going after a place in her and then, also, you know, uh, Sicily, she's still there. That's got to be exciting for you. I was fortunate to watch Sicily in high school. I mean, uh, just super athletic, both of them. And um, mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be uh, hard to replace. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think with Joe Lee, it's, it's a matter of the volleyball IQ is so high. Um, and she's so willing to take on roles. Um, she's never been a kid who's uh, you know, a, a me person. She's always been a we person and she just goes and does the gritty, dirty work in order to make us win. And um, and sometimes it just doesn't even show up in the stat column. There's no stat for number of coverage plays that she makes and things like that, that, uh, that keep us in, in rallies when she's in the ball game. And so, and, and I'm just proud of her. I mean, we're talking about a kid who was, uh, had prior to her injuring her shoulder freshman year, she was a freshman of the year candidate in the Southland um, and then kind of her role just slowly kind of gets a little bit smaller throughout the uh, you know, time that we recruited. And, and at no point in time has she ever, um, you know, had any kind of negative attitude about that. You know, it's like the only thing she's ever come to me as coach, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to keep, you know, and and her role changed and, and she kept working to do the things that she needed to do as the role changed. And then, uh, of course, she's been phenomenal for our beach program. I mean, she plays in our ones. She went and represented us crazy well at the uh, – in Huntsville at the fall championships. I mean, they moved I mean, her and Megan uh, Scuderi moved their uh, rankings up 21 spots, beating some big power five teams. So, I mean, she's contributed across the board for us year round for us between, you know, indoor and beach. And, uh, and then of course, she's been a catalyst for the recruiting efforts because she had so much respect within the Louisiana volleyball community as a player that it helped us bring in, you know, more Louisiana athletes uh, that she knew real well. And I mean, they all respect her. And so I think her being a part of this program, you know, and now of course being a, an alumni of this program goes a long way for just the respect that we have within our Louisiana volleyball community across the board, both indoor and beach. Yeah. And, and, and that's kind of the next step. And so now um, is this the biggest senior class that you've had to replace uh, at Southeastern? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really is. Um, I mean, we replaced a, a decent number uh, coming out of the, the spring of 21, the weird COVID year. 
Um, but I don't know that we've replaced one of this size and this uh, yeah. with this much, you know, contribution to the team. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. We're talking about kids who've played multiple positions, uh, you know, multiple roles, uh, given us a lot of contributions uh, and, you know, in, Really, I mean, they're the they are the backbone of which you know developed this program from you know bottom of the conference to now. Um, so they I mean, it's going to be huge just to, to replace that impact on the cultural side, let alone on what they do on the volleyball court. And so now, um, how much of adding the beach program, um, you know, has I'm sure it's helped recruiting, but it also has to be. Do you not get to be on the road as much with it? Um. Yeah, I mean, it, it it definitely impacts the – it can impact in both positive and negative ways. I mean, uh, the positive way being a kid who wants to play both and maybe they the universities that they've been looking at don't have both sports and you can get them in here. We have a few kids doing that for us right now. Um, but the other side of it is, is I get to go out basically first weekend that we open up, which is a uh, president's day weekend, like the 16th, 17th, 18th, I think is what it is this year. So I get to go out during that weekend. And then um, you don't see me on the road too much outside of maybe a few weekend free weeks here and there that I can pop into like club practices and things like that until, you know, we get out of the quiet period again in, in May because we have those two separate quiet periods. So it's, I'm pretty much recruiting one weekend in February and then June. And that's pretty yeah. much my world. And um, but the the luck we've I've been blessed with having Gabby Ording with me, who's just such a she got such a great uh, network of people and just has so much respect around the volleyball community uh, across the country. People know her real well just for the way she carries herself and the people she's been around. And and so uh, she's been tremendous for us. And so she's been able to go out and you know kind of decipher. Uh, you know, who we should go for and kind of, you know, whittle it down to what I need to go really paying attention to when it comes time for me to get back out there. And, and we've had a lot of success because of it. Two more questions for uh, Southeastern head coach, Jeremy White. Uh, coach, I have no idea how the NCAA works. If you are not allowed to talk about this, you can just give me the most coach speak answer in the world. But um, could you talk about uh, the recruiting class that you have coming in? If you can't, then you can just give me the most coach speak answer about how they're all great kids. Um, you know, I can talk about one because she is uh, definitively signed her NLI. Um, we do have a few, quite a few more. We got, it's a pretty decent sized class coming in. Um, great athletes across the board. Uh, a little more physicality as far as we're getting a little more size in the middle. Um, getting some more athleticism on the left. That'll probably have to, you know, she might. That, that particular kid may have to wait a year before she really starts mm -hmm. making contributions, but uh, that's only because of how deep we are at the position. Um, and we get some super athletes on the right side and, you know, one uh, who's signed her and I'll lie, I guess for the purpose of just trying not to break any rules, I just won't give a name, but um, there you go. There you go. Smart, but super athlete, big physical block. And, and funny because it doesn't even come from the most physical looking kid in the world. She's about, you know, big rounds, my pinky. Um, but the kid is just a phenomenal athlete, crazy whip of an arm, uh, you know, huge block, a lot of fieriness and stuff gives us a lot of energy. I think it's going to be, she be a great kid to have in the gym and just fun overall, just because her personality as well. We chatted up quite a bit and she's a, she's always a hoot to uh, deal with, but, uh, and then actually she may honestly help us snag a, a, another kid, um, in future classes that might be super awesome. So fantastic. Well, 
I can see the excitement on your face. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. And then finally, coach, are you going to be back next year? Nobody's called me, first of all. Um, but we love it here. I mean, that's the big thing is my family loves it here. My wife's got a great job situation that allows us to, you know, take care of our family. And uh, it, there's a lot to be said about having an administration that takes care of you the way uh, that, you know, J.R. Teagues has done for me. And uh, matter of fact, I'll be going to chat with him a little bit more later uh, to talk about a few things. But uh, definitely looking to stay in Hammond, America, as long as they'll have me. Fantastic. That is Southeastern Louisiana head volleyball coach, Coach Jeremy White. Coach, congratulations. We won't bother you again until beach season, man. Thank you so much. Uh, You can bother me anytime, brother. (laughs) Huge thanks to Jeremy White uh, for for always just being a great supporter of, of, of me and for anyone who supports Southeastern. Um, huge thanks to coach and we'll talk to him during uh, beach volleyball season. Anyway, before we go, you know, usually I try to find, you know, two things. I try to do an intro, an interview, and then finish with something, but there's really not anything to talk about. Um, and so, because on, it's a pretty slow, you know, week for athletics. The only game is, uh, men's basketball plays Bellhaven on Wednesday. So, to wrap up the show, I'm going to talk about the New Orleans Saints because that game on Monday night was so weird and funny that I feel like I need to talk about it because I texted my friend Jermaine Kelly. Jermaine, if you're listening, you know I did. I texted him right after the Saints kicked the field goal to go up 16-13. to I said, the Saints are going to lose this game. And lo and behold, you try to beat Tom Brady with field goals and he comes back to beat you in the end. Because it's what he does. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to get into the playoffs and Tom Brady's going to go on a run because it's what Tom Brady does. I don't care how bad they are. They are not good. But it doesn't matter because you let Tom Brady in the dance and he's going to make you pay. You let Tom Brady hang around, he's going to make you pay. It's what he does. I don't know what the Saints are doing. I, I, I just don't. I just don't. And I don't have a horse in the race. I am not a Saints fan. But man, if I was, it would be really hard. But I'm not. Anyway, look, bit of a shorter episode, I think. Maybe not. Feels shorter. But look, I wanted to end the show with that because that's, th- that is one of the worst losses maybe in NFL history. Like, they showed it during the game. It's only the second time in his career, Tom Brady, in his great career, that he's overcome a 13-point fourth quarter deficit. The other one was the Super Bowl. You can't do that! I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's our show. Again, huge thanks to everyone who is supporting the show, who's listening to the show. Also, Frank Selfo is sticking around. I was probably going to talk about that on Friday's show, but why not say it right now? Frank Selfo here to stay. We will talk about it on Friday. How about that? Uh, Football season recap on Friday. 
And um, again, huge thanks to everyone who's supporting the show. I truly cannot thank you enough uh, because if, if, you know, without the support I got as a student and without the support I got now, you know, this, I wouldn't be doing it. And so I, I do it for everyone who has supported me and hopefully I'm making you guys proud and making you guys happy. And um, I hope to keep doing that because it's been a ton of fun so far. Uh, just being back involved with Southeastern. So I'll keep thanking you guys. Um, but I want to, I want to thank you again. So, uh, and I want to give another shout out head coach, Jeremy White for joining us today. Big shout out Southeastern volleyball, the future bright. We will see you on Friday for our football season recap. It's lying up over everything. This is the state of Southeastern.